Before we start the show, I'd just like to let you know about a school leaders forum that we're running on Tuesday, June the 30th at 4pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. We'll be running it over Zoom. It's entirely free and it's an opportunity for school leaders to come together and discuss their experiences navigating COVID-19. Our objective is to help school leaders recognise what's worked really well over the past few months and what they can intentionally take forward into their strategic directions into term three and beyond. You can register for that free leaders forum at habitsofleadership.com or via the show notes below. But for now, on with the show. Welcome to the Habits of Leadership podcast, brought to you by Cut Through Coaching, helping leaders and their teams to thrive, professionally and personally. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Habits of Leadership podcast. My name is Dan Hasler from Cut Through Coaching and joining me today is my colleague, Mr. Tim Perkins. Hey Dan, how are you? Good mate, yourself? Very, very well. Manly one on the weekend. And our mates at the Sharkies had a big win too. They did a huge win, huge win. It's good to see. Um, right, what are we talking about today? I'll tell you what we're talking about today, mate. We are going to be just sharing um, some of our reflections of the past couple of weeks as we found ourselves going back into um, schools in Sydney here and working with their leadership teams around, I guess, what they've learnt or continue to learn as uh, we're navigating, uh, you know, the, the the new normal, as we might call it. What came up during the lockdowns, and and I guess they're thinking um, moving forward. And whilst we are going to be focusing significantly on the positives of this, I think we've got to be really mindful that as we're recording this, twenty third of June, um, the world is still in chaos. You know, so we're certainly not wanting to put this forward as a, a real Pollyanna. Um, view of the past three, four, five, six months, but rather just saying, okay, well, in Australia in particular, in New South Wales in particular, um, you know, we seem to be moving out, of want of a better word, out of the the restrictions, out of the the lockdowns, and we're interested in what organisations can do to ensure the learning of the past three, four, five months hasn't isn't lost. Yeah, it's um, it's been brilliant for us to be back in schools and we've been together at a couple of schools in the last few weeks. And would it be fair to say, Dan, that we've been slightly surprised um, but certainly very enthused about the idea that schools are drawing an enormous number of positives out of, you know, this experience? Yeah, I think um, certainly um, the way we've uh, been met and the way we've run our uh, workshops and our you know, facilitations – I mean, we weren't going in like that. You know, we're going in based on engagements that were booked pre-corona, mm. but obviously, as part of the reintegration into our work and the transition back into it, we've spent a fair amount of time, you know, giving that space for for teams to reflect. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, overwhelmingly, um, the uh, the learning that's taken place around capabilities of groups and individual people you know really stepping up um, and other ways of being and other ways of operating Mm. I think um, as I said we we have we've been coming away from those places going wow that's that's quite amazing really Mm. Um, obviously that's not to put aside um, you know the 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 stress and and the uh, overwhelm that maybe particularly teachers have felt 
given that, you know, every week actually their goalposts were being moved. You know, they were planning for X and then all of a sudden Y happens and then Z comes over the top. Z, I'm American. Z, Z comes over the top. And, um, you know, it's it, it's been quite interesting to, 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 even with all that, the backdrop, the... Um, yeah, the, the, the enthusiasm that people have spoken with around some of the things they've been doing, it's been, yeah, really quite um, inspiring in many ways, actually. Yeah. And, and to me, not, not um, you know, as I said at the outset, you know, I'm slightly surprised that people uh, have come out of this in such optimistic ways and really focusing on the things that they've done well, in particular, you know, the agility of teachers um, and school leaders to be able to respond to, as you suggest there, Dan, ever-changing sort of goalposts and environments. But the other side of it is it doesn't really surprise me because if we think about the the characteristics of teachers, if teachers were to move from teaching into another industry, mm. they're highly employable people because teachers have to be creative by the nature of their work. Um, they have to be very flexible uh, because there are so many things happening simultaneously. You mm. know, they... It, it always makes me chuckle when I think about a doctor seeing one patient at a time or a lawyer seeing one client at a time or an accountant. You know, teachers, not only are they seeing 25 simultaneously, but they're also trying to manage their behaviour and then there's the, the 50 parents that go with those 25 kids and then there's all the colleagues and it's a very complex organism, a school and education in general. Mm. And so teachers develop fantastic capacities for managing um, in difficult circumstances and obviously this is the most difficult circumstance they've had to manage in mm. but teachers aren't the type to dig in their heels and say no that's not in my job description I'm not doing it mm. um, teachers are very agile and and they've really proven that this time around I think um, one of the things we've reflected on um, is that um, you know, pressure amplifies mm. you know the, the mindset or it am amplifies the sense of um, you know, enthusiasm, whatever it might be. Yeah, the be. natural character traits, perhaps. Yeah, and um, I think what's been interesting to to recognise is that, as you say, the not only the um, agility with which um, schools and individual teachers moved, but also communities as well. You know, like the the, the kids. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm. You know, we both got kids who are. Um, who, who are in school at the moment at different ends of their schooling careers, but you know the, the different ways in which they've been able to, um, you know, change the way they go about their day to day, change the way they go about their learning, and and you know we we speak a lot about resilience and we speak a lot about uh, mindset, and and I think. You know, it's it's almost like when you don't have time to think about these things because it's just happening. Um, that 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 underlying level of of mindset, resilience, agility, whatever you want to call it, tends to come to the fore. And I and I do think also that's dependent on the the work that's been done previously in an organisation. I, I think, you know, I, I don't think we could generalise that every every organisation has had this. Um, experience it just so happens that the ones we've worked with in the past week or so are reporting that but you know that's only three or four it, it, it would be interesting actually and i'm sure there'll be phd students you know right, lining up lining yeah. up to, yeah. to talk about well you know how how does that underlying culture and, and the, the dynamics how do they play out when the pressure comes on and obviously there's no more pressure than a global pandemic, you might yeah. say. So um, one of the other things that we did remark on that was surprising, possibly, uh, but certainly interesting, is that prior to our asking the groups to reflect on what they got, got out of it, they actually hadn't had 
time. They hadn't done that as a group. And so that was actually, again, uh, I guess an affirmation that it was time well spent because we're working with the leadership teams and yet they hadn't, as a whole leadership group, actually sat down and reflected on what it had meant for them personally and what it had meant for the for the organization at whole. And so I guess, um, you know, not that this is about giving advice on this podcast, but one thing that I might advise people to do mm. is is create some time um, to formally, actually formally, mm. um, set aside some time to reflect on what it's meant for, for um, you as an individual leader and what it means for you as a collective group. And, and really getting to the gist of what we're going to talk about today is, well, what do we what, what do we want to take forward? What are we going to be intentional about keeping as we sort of feel like perhaps we're going back to normal and we're perhaps going back to, um, you know, the way things used to be before we all shut down? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that happens. And as you said, Dan, you know, we, we've got a small representative sample of schools. It wouldn't surprise me, based on the, the evidence that we've got, that it's quite common to you know what we've seen which is that idea that people have pulled together that they've managed incredibly well that they've been agile that they've listened to each other that they've supported each other uh, and that they've come out of this you know really unusual situation of, of closing down of schools in in you know and ultimately you know quite positive way uh, there will be exceptions to that and i think the the key big variables there are the quality of leadership within the school and, and how well people have responded um, and how people have listened to each other and, you know, uh, under, you know, extreme pressure, as you're suggesting there. And, and as it does, it amplifies people's natural behaviours. So, but it's great that what we've seen has been, you know, almost entirely positive. Mm. So let's um, let's draw out a couple of the, 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 I guess, the key themes that we've seen um, come out as and been reported as as a positive as a result of this. I think the first one that really jumps out at me was just the um, the sense of collaboration that um, was just everywhere. You know, they were it, regardless of the 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 group we were working with. You know, they were saying, you know, we say, okay, what's different or what's been enhanced? You know, and it was just this collaboration. People putting their hands up. People not just dissemination of labour. You know, not just you do this, you do that, you do this, but really um, coming together, a meeting of minds, if you will, to really grapple with these, you know, big, big issues and big problems. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's experienced staff needing to learn from, ki you know, kids, listen <laughs> to me, but you know, like, you know, the young, young teachers staff, straight yeah. out of university. Um, we also heard about, you know, young teachers feeling um, able to speak up, being able to contribute, but also being able to ask questions without what sometimes is present, that kind of fear of asking questions, you know, that fear of, um, you know, not knowing what to do. Yeah. Well, it turns out in a global pandemic, no one knows what to do. Mm. And it's a great, <laughs> it's a great leveler. Yeah, totally. Because we, as you know, as, as many of our listeners know, we do a very intentional program with new teachers. And one of the things that new teachers feel is that, they're not really part of the culture yet and so they're just sitting back and watching and listening, which is very judicious behaviour. Um, but as you say, this was a great leveller and with everybody in the same boat, then suddenly they've got just as much of a voice as anybody else. And as you were perhaps alluding to a minute ago, Dan, one of the things that we've heard in schools is it's often the new younger teachers who've got 
some good tech skills which really came to the fore during this and so they were able to share their expertise even though they didn't yet have expertise as teachers mm. they had that fearlessness with technology that young people have mm. what about you what, what jumped out are you from the well, groups we're working with yeah well building on that one i think that that sort of community that you're talking about one of the things that we heard in a couple of places was the idea of whatsapp groups being developed amongst staff within either you know in, in a very big school where we worked where it was working within stages or then in more you know regular sized schools working as whole groups where there were these intentional well-being check-ins and that was something that was sort of novel and mm. and everybody feels like they've benefited from. And, you know, we heard stories of people asking about each other's kids, asking about each other's dogs, you know, there was one story of dogs, you know. And, and people just checking in with each other that's not work-related because normally the teachers are communicating with that outside of work with each other about work, whereas this was making sure that people were okay. And I think that that's a real plus to come from this. Absolutely. And I think from memory, um, the intention of that wasn't actually... Um, to be a well-being check and it was supposed to be yeah. another layer of you know curriculum talk or you know talking about how to, how we're managing particular issues around the teaching and learning but it just I mean I wonder if it's just the sense of uh, it being you know whatsapp and being a somewhat more informal than a work email but it just gravitated to um, being more around the well-being and more around the day-to-day -day lives of the teachers and and you know it, it, the thing about this is you know like any any research will show that the more you actually see the person rather than the position, you know, you see the, the person rather than their job role, then the, the more likely it is you're going to be able to develop empathy. And, and the, what we know is the more likely you're able to develop empathy, then the more likely you are to develop trust. And if you develop trust, you know, and it's this virtuous um, yeah. cycle. And, the, you know, I think one of those things, it's, it's moved away from... Um, G'day, mate. How you going? To actually know, are you? How you going? Yeah. You know, and I actually care about your answer. Um, and I'm not just. It's not just a fly. You know, walk, as I'm flying down the corridor, how yeah. you going? You know, yeah. and before <laughs> you, before you can even tell me how you going, I'm I'm already into my classroom and yeah. you know, and, and I'm into it. But actually, you know, yeah, no. I, how are you going? What you know? What what's it been like for you? How was your weekend? Is there anything we can help you with? And my sense is that that was novel, as you said, that was novel for people. Um, it was novel for um, leaders to be checking in. Not or, or, not being checking checked in on. or being checked in on. Or being checked in on. You know, it was a novel thing, which interestingly, something we've advocated for quite some time, years, and um, always sort of had the, the eyebrow raised going, mate, I don't have time for that. Yeah, Are yeah. you kidding me? Do you not see the amount of emails I really need to answer, I really need to send? And yet... Um, you know that for me is one of the big challenges this I'm, I'm wondering I'm wondering what the tension is between people seeing all these benefits which have come out of this and sort of squaring that against the fact that oh yeah but when things get back to normal we're simply not going to have time for all these good things we're not going to have time to get everyone in the room and collaborate properly or spend time working on a unit like this or we're not going to have time to you know make sure everyone's voice is heard we're not going to have time we just need to be you know we need to get back onto it and i think that is going to be um i think that is you mentioned it before you know an indicator of good leadership if if good good leaders will recognize what's come out of this and they will be intentional about making sure that that forms part of their 
their strategy, part yeah. of their culture, more importantly, moving forward. They'll make time for it. They'll be specific about it. They'll, they'll, they'll articulate it and they won't stop because they'll have seen how people have really um, come into their own in certain ways. And it'll, good leaders will be able to question all the things they used to do. <laughs> they'll be able to question, so when, when, as, as and when things start coming back online, good leaders will not rush to snap back in mm. the way that um, you know the prime minister is talking about. Yeah. They'll, they'll be more mindful and they'll go, well, do we need to snap back? What's the benefit of that? What, mm. If we do that, what's the cost? Of that, because what ne- you know, what needs to go in order to, for example, have a million <laughs> assemblies where everyone's in the same room at the same time, yeah. and the, you know, when that comes back, well, do we want that, or what, you know, because if we do that, what are we missing out on over here, and weighing these things up? And that, that's absolutely right, Dan, because I think that's a, a real sort of uh, indicator of our mindset around things as well, isn't it? If for some people, what they've possibly done is just try to hold their breath for three months in the hope that things will revert to normal, mm. um, what we were familiar with, what we were comfortable with, and that would be a missed opportunity because if that was the case, and, you know, there's no reason why that may not be the case. I'm not criticising that at all because who the hell knew what was going on with mm. all of this? This was hugely challenging. And for leaders who were getting limited information and were really making stuff up on the run, huge challenge. But to, to really recognise that there's no actual need to return to normal. Mm. You know, this is about a new normal, you know, an overused phrase during this pandemic, but mm. a new normal of saying, okay, well, you know, like the example you've just used there with the, with the uh, assemblies, mm. is that do we need to keep doing that the same way? Does everyone need to be in an assembly? You know, we worked in a monster school the other day where, you know, an assembly for that whole school would be almost impossible, mm. you know, logistically. Um, does that need to be the case? One of the other interesting things that came out of this um, for me, Dan, was realising the difference in impact this seemed to have on teachers and students who identify or perhaps would identify as either introverts or extroverts. Mm. Because one of the things with um, introverts is that, you know, some of what's been written around this is the idea that this actually quite suited introverts. Mm. The idea of people who get energy from being alone um, they get energy from doing their own thing and being able to focus undistracted, um, as was the case for a lot of school kids at home and also the case for a lot of teachers at home where mm. school can become an incredibly draining place because the energy is – there is so much energy in the room and they're being pulled in so many different directions. Mm. And, um, the you know, the extroverts then who may have struggled with this as well because, you know, as we know, extroverts really gain their energy from being around other people and they're the teachers who are probably desperate to get back into the classroom mm. because they just really love the buzz. Um, and, you know, I've actually written an article about this for the Australian Teacher Magazine this month and, and looked around that idea of that limbic resonance that you and I have talked mm. about before and how how we do, you know, respond to each other and what those relationships are. So that's that's another thing that's mm. really changed in our thinking. Yeah, and again, I think that, you know, speaking of the tension, so how, if, if you know you've got, and I don't know what, but let's say you've got a, a percentage of, of people who have actually thrived mm. not being in school, <laughs> you know, how do you, you know, what's the tension then when you're saying, oh, no, but uh, look, we know that was great for you. You know, but yeah. actually now we're back to this. So you know, can you just sorry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. can you just lift your game because now we're back, we're back doing this. I think again, um, th- if if we've learned nothing else, it's we've learned that we don't need to do things we've the way we've all, always done them. Now I'm not saying just change for the sake of change, obviously, 
But what I'm saying is that we've got a, you know, we've got a real moment in time where it's a, it's in every sense, it's a reset. It's, in every sense, mm -hmm. it's a kind of control alt delete and reboot the system and say, yeah. okay, well, what what do we want to keep here in our operating system? Because we know it works. What have we found new? which we didn't know, you know, the amount of times people said, I was really surprised by, yeah. you know, and, and that, that could be applied to everyone and everything. And I was really surprised by how that person stepped. So I was really surprised at our ability to, yeah. I was really surprised by our community's desire to whatever yeah. it was, you know, so what are the things that we can, we can keep? And then what are the, I guess one of those things is how do we keep that um, agile mindset um you know, moving forward. Yeah, that openness that, to change. How that openness that to play and yeah, change yeah, and yeah. trial things and, you know, do little action research things, not just because, oh, well, you know, we should, you know, yeah. because often, yeah, we should because we're all about lifelong, but actually because we realise that that's actually quite stimulating for people we, we had people describe it as invigorating we yeah. had but yeah it's stressful yes but also incredibly invigorating to be recognized that no one knows what to do so let's really let's walk the walk here you know we talk about lifelong learning we talk mm. about mindset we talk about resilience but now actually as a as a individual and as a collective group people had the opportunity to really walk the walk there and, and again yeah I'm, I'm just interested to I'm going to be very interested to see how um, leaders and and communities, you know, resist. I guess is the mm -hmm. you know, resist the easier if that's not too um, harsh, but the easier option, which is let's just go back to the way things yeah. worked, because the, the you know there are opportunities to do things better, and we've seen that. Yeah, and one of those opportunities that I can think of immediately, Dan, is that so many of you teachers have created fantastic video content. And one of the things that um, you know you and I have been talking about is the idea of flipped learning and how we can apply that perhaps to the work that we do in schools where we might actually send video content to a school in advance of our visit, mm. engage with this, and then we'll come and unpack it with you. Mm. Uh, and I think exactly the same applies for you guys um, who are working in schools. I'm aware not all listeners are working in schools, but for those of you who are, um, using that video content to really, you know, create great flipped learning in your classroom so that you you continue to create that content if that's what you want, if that's what you've enjoyed. I've seen some amazing video content that my wife, who's a primary teacher, has created. Share that with the students and then allow that to be the stimulus for some great work. Now, that's something that we weren't generally doing prior no, to this situation. But it's been situation. around for 10 years. You know, it's been yeah. around for as long as we yeah. can remember, but we've just not done it. We're not really doing but it. But now we're doing it. Yeah. And the other side benefit of that is, um, you know, parents are able to see absolutely um, how to do things. So it it can, ha you know, so um, I've used this story quite a lot in, in, in recent um weeks when I've been working with people but you know like for me to see how my daughter who's in year three is taught maths is really helpful for me if she's got a question because I know how to do maths but I don't know how to do year three maths yeah. and so it's you know even though so I'll sit there she goes dad can you show me this and I'll go yeah it's bang 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 and she goes well that's not right so well, that's the bloody answer <laughs> you know it's just that I've not gone the Put way on your best teacher identity that's yeah. the bloody answer <laughs> <laughs> but it's but you know it's not the way she's so for me it's been really cool just to be able to see a couple of really short you know 
videos, you know, they don't need they don't need to be, yeah. you know, award winning movies. A simple iPhone held over a piece of paper while you talk and draw something out. Yeah. It's it's you know, if we're serious about engaging people, you know, then recognizing that the more avenues and the more you know ways we can get people in and flipped, you know, not that really loving that language, but that idea of just multiple, you know, asynchronous yeah. um, learning. Um, For those of you playing bullshit bingo today, <laughs> please tick asynchronous. You know, but the more the more we can, um, yeah, put that out there, then the more chance we've got of actually genuinely doing what it is we say we want to do, which is help people be the best they can be, right? Yeah, and it, and it's great. I think it's uh, it's been fascinating to watch you, Dan, get very excited about learning about the, the jump strategy. Um, <laughs> because to a great extent for parents in particular, you know, as you say, you know, you're a teacher and you're, you're very capable with maths, but you're learning something new. And I think for parents, they just feel like they're out of the loop a lot. Mm. And their main connection with school is the gate in the morning or the afternoon, but then parent-teacher interviews. And I think we all know that... As far as parents are concerned, the amount of learning they actually do in those two environments, not only is it limited, but it can also actually be problematic. Yeah. Whereas if we're actually, you know, through what a lot of teachers have been doing through this COVID-19 time, parents are actually really been brought into the picture and they've learnt a lot and it's probably been brilliant for parents. And, you know, the greatest aspect of this is that parents are now enormously more empathetic towards teachers. Absolutely. <laughs> they they realise what we all do is <laughs> so much harder than they thought. And they've just realised their kids aren't maybe as angelic, <laughs> maybe not quite as angelic <laughs> as they thought. Not yours, Dan. No. Not mine, mine are angels. But they, they are. <laughs> but, all right, so look, we... Um, Which is why they're tied up in the back room <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> what we're going to do um, next week as this goes to air, so on Tuesday, June the 30th, what we're proposing is this. If you are um, a school leader or a leader of anywhere actually but a, a school leader specifically and you're curious about um, hearing what other school leaders have got out of um, the past few months with a view to saying okay well what's worked well what can we continue doing we're going to um, be facilitating um, just a zoom chat um, which you can um, come into for free it's on tuesday the 30th of june at 4 p.m that's australian eastern standard time and um, if you want to join that all you need to do is go to habitsofleadership.com and click on the button that says join the leaders forum also you'll find that link in the show notes below and uh, yeah we look forward just to having a bit of a chat with you and and really i guess bringing a group of people together who are interested in on taking taking what works and doing more of it as uh, we move into term three and beyond. And for those of you who can't join us on Tuesday the 30th of June at 4pm for that Leaders Forum, click on that button anyway because there'll be another section in there where you can register and just register your interest and we can look at uh, running another session for those people. Yeah, perfect. All right, so um, that is it for this episode. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thank you, Dan. And um, make sure, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, that you uh, subscribe immediately on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you get your uh, podcast. Don't forget to like this and comment on this and share it as far and as wide as you can in your network. But until the next episode, take care, take it easy.